It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. We're chatting with a couple of YouTube stars, Jason Creel from the uh, Alabama uh, Lawn Care Life Channel, Keith Kalfas from uh, the uh, Employee Landscaping Trap, and Brian Fullerton's around here somewhere. We were talking really good uh, before my battery died about uh, being ambitious, a go-getter, while also managing your marriage, while also actually enjoying the fruit of your labor and enjoying the wealth you're producing. Keith was on a roll and my battery died, so let's pick back up. Yeah, so what I was talking about is the obsessive drive and passion and ambition that you you have, or that like, stuck about me because you, you asked me, was stemming from huge fears of insecurities, of in, inadequacy, of not being good enough. Uh, watching myself, you know, get older and up to my thirties, and it made me so ambitious and such a workaholic that it was destructive to my health, to my relationships, to my marriage, to my relationship with my creator, to my family. And I, I mean, I was willing to work. Uh, seven days a week, 18 hours a day. I didn't care what it took. And it became an, an obsession to where if I wasn't working every single, and I, I literally couldn't take a shower without motivational shit playing. So I could hear it. If, if I couldn't not sleep for seven years straight all night while sleeping, having hi- hypnotic inductions about motive, uh, money-making wealth, hypnosis, ab- abundance, um, uh, personal development stuff, playing all night while I'm sleeping, brainwashing myself in any second was a waste. Like, like any family events, I would drive myself and not go with my wife. So then I could leave and go back, get back to work to the point where that's just not healthy. And it was, and I'm like, it wasn't until, you know, you get really, really, really depressed and you start Jason Creel's just watching me, bro. I'm listening. I want to hear the end of the story. Okay. Because I know, I know you've made some changes. I want to hear. I've had a huge wake-up call. And I thought about the, 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 <laughs> the thousand-year version of yourself after you're dead and gone. And you've been dead for 100, 500, 1,000, 10,000 years. You look back on your life. Now, of course, I want to be a multimillionaire, bro. I want the boat, the house, the cars. I want investments. I have all, I, I mean, I, I've got some money in the bank and I've got multi, about 21 different streams of income, two different businesses. I've got, I don't know, 17 virtual assistants helping me just in the media business. And I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. But when you find yourself being more miserable than you've ever been in your life, I realized I woke up one day and I looked in the mirror and I said, oh my God, I'm completely miserable. What uh, what happened to the Keith that I loved, that everybody else loved? Mm-hmm. What happened to the Keith that would just 
have fun and go make a video and climb a tree and make everybody laugh. And that would roll around on the, on the ground, giggling his ass off like that Keith, what happened to that Keith? And I realized it was because I felt so inadequate because I didn't have this much money by this time in my life. And I went, it's like, and I'm on the phone with my friends that do real estate. Like how much money do I need to, to get to the investment? And it was all revolving around this, um, psycho emotional fear of one day something horrible is going to happen and my wife is not going to be set. I'm not going to be, I got to, I got to have financial freedom so that if anything happens that the money keeps flowing, no matter what, this became a fearful obsession after watching all the Grant Cardone videos and all this stuff. So, um, I started to grow in my faith. You know, I've, I've always been faithful and I believe in God and I believe in Jesus. I guess you consider me a Christian. I started diving into the word and thinking that there's so much stuff that I don't have control over, but also with, on the business tip, Every little tiny thing that I could do to make money, whether it be having too many damn services in my landscaping business or trying to do too much different shit on the internet, I really, really started hiring consultants. So here's what I actually did. I got, I put down all the stupid, crappy information. It's not crappy. It's all good stuff. And I started dialing in and getting the hyper-specific information to exactly where I'm at right now. If you got problems in your marriage, read books about marriage or go see a marriage counselor. If you got problems with your finances, specifically bookkeeping, go learn bookkeeping. If you got problems specifically in your landscaping business with uh, like a CRM or get a, get a CRM or get, get, get a bookkeeper. Um, sorry. One second here. I don't know who that is. Sorry. Um, but I started hiring coaches and consultants. I got a consultant right now. And over the past seven weeks, I paid him $11,300 and I'm going to be paying him a lot more. And I started joining mastermind groups and, and, and these little courses that you can get online for, you know, 50 or hundred bucks. I like, I'm talking like I'm spending thousands of dollars, investing thousands of dollars in deeper levels of deep dive education, um, to really narrow down and focus. So that way in structure. So like I said, I got Tuesday, every Tuesday night is date night with my wife. So uh, you said, how do you manage all this? I, I think of structure and flow. So the flow is the river that, that flows and it rushes and you want that thing to rush faster and faster and more and more, but the river banks are the structure. So if imagine like an ice cube tray, if the water is all the flow and then the, the, the cubes inside of the ice cube tray are the structure after 12 cubes, it just starts spilling all over the place down the sink. You need more structure to contain that flow or more rigidity. So the stronger the river banks are, the structure in your life, whether it be the masculine and feminine, is the more that you can flow. So the structure for me was structure in my calendar. You know, I kind of live and die time-wise by my calendar. I have everything uh, mapped out and color-coded. I know where I'm going to be every hour all the time. So Sundays, like I sleep in, I don't post stuff to, to social media on Sundays. Like I'm not going on YouTube and going live and doing all that stuff. My virtual assistants will be posting stuff for me if you do on CS. But Sundays, I don't do that because Stan Genetic taught me whatever taught taught me whatever you do on Sunday goes to hell on Monday. The landscape jobs that he's done have blown up in his face, and he said, "I look back." And every single one of them, something horrible happened. We did the job on a Sunday. And I don't know what that means. I was like, bro, that's right. So we don't do no landscaping on Sundays. We don't, why Jason's laughing. I don't, 
like Sundays is where I actually kick back. Of course, we clean the house and we go grocery shopping, do all these things. But dude, I sit out on my front porch swing now with my dogs and I get a cup of coffee. I got my Kindle open and I relax and I'm reading Dan Kennedy books on copywriting. I'll read the Bible. I, I read. And uh, so uh, every Friday I do Friday finances, no matter what. The second I wake up, boom, I do all my finances and I'm completely done. Sometimes it, like we're, if we do quarterly taxes, or got to talk to the accountant or the bookkeeper across extra T's and I's or we're getting a workers comp audit. I might have to take a break and then finish it Friday afternoon. But every single Friday is Friday finances every week religiously. And now I have perfect impeccable finances and I have an 826 credit score. Like everything is perfect. Uh, well, I don't think such things perfect. My finances are impeccable. And then uh, every single Saturday I run my Saturday errands. So after I wake up, can we go uh, back to that real quick um, uh, to, to getting your, your money in order? Yeah. Well, what does that look like on a Friday finance? What, what are you doing to keep your money, you know, to keep on top of things? <laughs> yeah. So, well, for me, it's really, really easy. I can get everything done. Dude, I've been able to get all my finances done in like 45 minutes because I'm so on top of everything. But if you're just getting started and your finances are a mess, it might take you 42 hours to get it all together and find out where all your account, accounts, accounts receivable, accounts payable, all the passwords, your logins, all your credit cards and your bills and your merchants and gas, phone, electric, and then all the stuff in your business, everything in one place, structured, organized, and then communicating with a bookkeeper and making sure that the proper purchases are on the right credit cards and everything's reconciled and paid off. And you got like the, everything documented, reflecting inside of Google drive folders, where this is like, cause you could do like paper file folder, but we, I do it all on Google drive. So, but what I do is I literally wake up, I got three cell phones cause I got my business landscape line, which I don't want anybody. It's just customers. I've got my personal line and they got just a social media phone. But like the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, it's funny that you ask, is I instantly, it's so habitual now. Uh, I go count the hours. I run payroll because we run bi-weekly payroll with the payroll company after I count the hours. So I run the payroll, boom. Then I go through and I, I go to my Amex credit card. I pay Amex, Capital One, Best Buy. Um, so like, I just go through all the single, all the credit cards and make sure they're paid. And then I go through all the utilities and then I pay all those on my phone. And then I pay, you know, I get the office payment. Uh, truck payment, insurances, that mortgage. And then um, then I go to the bank accounts after that. So I have 14 accounts, but I'm including like Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. But so I open up the business bank account for the landscaping business and I go pay the, the lines of credit down. So um, the way I pay my bills is I don't pay everything down to zero. I pay it in equal amounts every single week. So whether it be like a grand, a grand, a grand, a grand, a grand, or 500, 500. And so it's, so it doesn't like roll over and cost me any interest. But then, then I, I take a, whatever the money is, the 20% of all gross profit for the week in landscaping. And I transfer that to the landscaping uh, taxes account. So you went from 30 to 20% or no gross profit, 20% gross profit. Weren't you, didn't you used to accidentally do the revenue? No, I'm sorry. It's 20% of gross revenue and it's it's 30% of gross profit. Sorry about that. I'm so used to doing this now that I don't actually calculate anymore because I know how much I made. I can just look like, I know like right now, or we do, uh, $1,649 $1,649 and 50 cents is our average landscaping ticket job. Sixteen forty nine fifty. Like I know that. So when I'm transferring money to the tax account, I'm literally just going like 500, 500, 500, 500. It's a, it's an estimated transaction mm-hmm. at about 30. I'm sorry. So there, 
this is the problem. I oversave for taxes and there's so much money in the tax account for both of my businesses now that I don't even have to transfer all the money. I'll just take that and put that into the investment account. So my math is actually, I'm going against my own rules because I've got way more than I need in my taxes account. So it's stupid to just put money in a bank. But um, what do you have for investment accounts? Yeah. So I do have a SEP IRA, like an individual retirement account. And then every single month I put the maximum amount into like um, the Vanguard star fund, just recommended by like David Bach of the top. I think it's the top 50 companies that are always doing the best. What's the, is that VGT or what's the symbol? Yeah. VGST. VGST. Yeah, okay. Vanguard. And this start. isn't uh, this isn't legal. Give a little disclaimer here. This isn't legal. No, I'm not giving anybody legal, legal tax information whatsoever. But yeah, so, I'm just curious. So it goes into that IRA, and then you invest it into a Vanguard index fund. Uh, it's just a list. I think it's a mix of. Ugh, I don't. I don't. I, uh, I got to look at the Vanguard Star Cup fund again because I I basically got to the point where I was so busy. I knew I needed to open up an IRA. I'm like, well, everybody says Roth IRA. Well, then I was like, I'm talking to my accountant. He's like, well, you own your own business. You're you're technically self-employed. So you should do a SEP IRA. I'm not giving anybody advice. Get get a a, uh, legal counsel on this. So the Vanguard Star Fund is technically, I think it's done between eight and 12% year over year, over year, over year. It's one of the most proven funds of all. So I'm like, dude, I've read, um, David Box books and the automatic millionaire, all the stuff. And he's on a lot of the top shows. And at some point, dude, and I've read Tony Robbins, both of his huge 300, 400 page books. And I, I do, I'm not a stock guy. I'm not a bond guy, but then I've also got Robin hood and I've got some stocks and bonds and Apple and Tesla and some different insurance companies. And then I've got, uh, was there. So, so then I'll go into the crypto and then the stocks and bonds accounts and I'll add there. And we don't talk about crypto on my show. We're, we're, no, no. I'm being sarcastic, but I'm, I'll go, go ahead. Keep going. So just like anybody else, I don't have a whole bunch of money in this stuff, uh, but I have, cause everybody's been through the crypto roller coaster. And if you haven't then, but, um, so then I'll diversify some money into cryptos and then I have another account. So I put, I'll, put, I'll disperse the money into the accounts. Like sometimes I'll do a, a disbursement and I'll put that into, um, a personal account. Then I got a joint account with my wife. So then I always make sure that there's money there. Then I have a, an account called a freedom account. And then um, I'm putting money in there, saving for our first piece of real estate or an Airbnb. So we're, like, I've got like $14,300 in there only so far, but I'm putting an allotted money. Like, and then we have a home repair savings account. And then just, just like, all these different accounts. It doesn't matter if uh, what you start this and one account has like 200, but, but anyways, the point of all this is now once I finally felt a little more relaxed financially and not in survival mode now, cause I used to have anxiety transferring the money and my heart would be racing. Now it's just like, I could just be totally relaxed. If you took me up, hooked me up to an electroencephalograph, I'm just making these transfers so fast. And then what I do is I take a screenshot of all the bank accounts and everything in the PayPal and including the PayPal, like every little tiny thing, every single week, like clockwork, I close all the, the apps on, the, on my phone or the browser, and then I just pull up the screenshots and I pull up my calculator, and then I go through line by line and I calculate exactly how much money I have, and then I store it so I know week over week over week over week exactly how much money I have down to the penny. And then, um, and I don't account for like money that's about to come, and I come, I count like cash, not accrued, but cash, exactly what's in the bank. And then, um, 
folks, Paul here, and you don't want to miss the Equip Exposition this October in Louisville. You can register before September 7th for the early bird price of only $12.50 using code PAUL. Dive into a world of 1,000 exhibits and hands-on demos in the industry's ultimate proving ground. Check the link in today's show notes to save big and register for only $12.50 today. Are you looking to supercharge your lawn care business? Check out Footbridge Media. They'll optimize your online presence, manage your reviews, and provide personalized marketing consulting, all under a fixed price pledge. With no hidden charges and a 90-day money-back guarantee, it's time to take your business to the next level. Visit GreenIndustryPodcast.com now to discover more about Footbridge Media, your bridge to success. Are you tired of struggling to explain price increases to your clients? Look no further. The Green Industry Podcast has got you covered with our price increase letter template. Simply download, customize, and effectively communicate your price adjustments with ease. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com today and take control of your pricing strategy. Then, I get, and then I'll talk back and forth about my bookkeeper. Are we all set for the week? Is there any questions, anything about any transactions? And then, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty simple and pretty fun. So once I fin- finally got to the point where I felt a little more relaxed financially, then I said, oh my gosh, well, it's Friday. Are we working in the field? Do we have any, any projects going on? Um, so Wednesday night is podcast night. So the more, <laughs> hello, Thank very you. nice Tr- to see you. Tracy, can I get one of those? Thank you. Um, Wednesday is podcast night, right? Thank you. And then... You want some water? Oh, sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Jason, your wife is so nice. She just offered me a glass of water, and I'm very appreciative. So I follow one of these gurus named Brendan Burchard, and I've invested several thousand dollars in his programs, and he says this crazy stuff about... How the more structured you are is the more freedom you have in your life. I was the type of guy bouncing off the walls, being impulsive. If I get an idea for a video, I'd run around and like, and, and now, and then I had like, you know, 80 terabytes. I'm sorry. I'm it's totally exaggerating. 16 terabytes of footage. And, and I, and I was doing everything that seemed like an opportunity with no structure. And I was miserable and having anxiety and panic attacks because I was trying to do way too much. And it wasn't until I started getting around really successful people and going to live events and hiring actual consultants and getting around people like Joshua Latimer, where I started learning, like, if everything is like time is like a train, there's only so much that you can do. So you got to be really careful uh, about your time and you got to put God first. You got to put your wife, you know, your family and and all these things have to be in order because if you do it out of order, your life is going to be a total mess. So, um, how do you handle it all? There's some amazing books I want everybody to listen to. One was recommended to me by Brian Fullerton, actually. It's called Buy Back Your Time by Dan, Dan Martell. Martell. Yeah. Yeah. I just listened to that one. Um, another one is, uh, God, so many books um, about this specifically. Oh, and Ruthless Time Management uh, for No BS Books by Dan Kennedy. Like that, that's an amazing book. And then I really like to follow a guy online named Robin Sharma, and he talks about managing your energy and your 
your expectations and your highest aspirations and goals aligned around your life's calling. I did a video about this in one of my online courses. I really learned time management isn't time management. That's that's kind of stupid. If you know what your life's highest calling and passions are and what makes you jazzed up and motivated, and then you prioritize your life around what you love and who you want to be, then all that other crap will fall off. When Joshua Latimer coached me, uh, we were trying to get me up to like uh, 25000 a month, and I was stuck at like ten or 12000 a month. And I was like, yeah, but, but I don't know what to do next. How do I do it? He goes, bro, when you start making the twenty five grand a month, it'll become a lot more clear um, what you should or shouldn't be doing with your time. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then we crossed about twenty five grand a month, and then it was like um, month after month, and then it started to make a lot more sense because then it just becomes automated. So find your path and find your groove and stick to it, and don't be afraid to say no to the good. This is definitely John C. Maxwell. Say no to the good so you can say yes to the best. It's going to take some risk. Right now, we're we're uh, a little bit lower in revenue because I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off doing every little tiny thing that makes money. I'm slowing down to speed up, bro. I'm I'm working on my magnum opus. I'm working on the stuff that makes me so happy and fulfilled inside that just watch me, bro. I'm building a Formula One race car or whatever. You, like I'm building the thing that's just going to go so far and so high and it's going to create so many value for so, so much value for so many people. And I'm going to be happy because if you fit everything in and you do make millions of dollars and you're totally miserable, like you were saying, and you need more and more and more and more, you've totally lost your, your, lost your purpose and you've literally like kind of like sold your soul just to be somebody. And that was the thing I was going to say before the camera died is that whether you're broke or you're a millionaire, nobody cares. Nobody cares if you're driving around in a brand new Viper. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. The people that matter the most are your like closest family. It's good. Like they care about you for real. They're going to be the ones crying at your funeral. So when I realized that nobody gives a shit, I just started to relax a little bit more. And I'm still kind of got anxiety sometimes, but bro, man, nobody cares. I, I don't, I would not trade the way that I thought in my twenties and early thirties for anything. I'm so much more uh, content now. So that that's my answer, bro. I hope that answered it. Yeah. You had 20 minutes to think for your answer, Jason, Keith on, Keith on one of those epic roles there. Good job, Keith. Oh, you, you got 20 minutes to think. Oh, I don't have, I don't have to talk for 20 minutes. No, I'm oh, saying, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a big, a big time answer out of you though. Yeah. Crew. Well, I'm, I'll, let me see what I got. Well, I, I think, um, it's something, it's, it's a great question. I think it's something I've thought a lot about and I tried to still adjust in my own personal life. And Keith made a lot of good points. Brian made a lot of good points about for me. You know, you got to decide what's important to you and is, is being rich important to you. Then, then, at the end of the day, people are going to do what's important to them. You know, if, if being rich is important to you, then they work, they give everything they got. They may or may not make it, but that's what they're going to give all their time to. I, I think I had to come to realization like Keith, like it, it's, that doesn't, that has virtually nothing to do with your personal happiness or, I mean, honestly, in some ways it works against it. Now, again, I'm trying to make money and I think this is hard for like entrepreneurial type people because you're already hardwired. You, if you've been self-employed and you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're already like, you know, you got to get out there and get after it. So, I mean, it's not like. I had a government job where I sat there and did nothing for one straight year. And I, I thought this is, you know, so I, and that we're not wired that way. So 
it's you got to almost tame yourself a little bit because you can get like Keith said, you just work all the time, all the time, everything, and and you end up being basically miserable. Um, so for me, like as my kids get older, I, I realize like I, I have got to put my kid, I have got to spend time with my kids, and then it's not. You may say, well, yeah, of course you're going to spend time with your kids, but like intentional time. It's almost like he's talking about, hey, you can work. Like I can be with my kids, but like I need to, I need to train my kids. So like lately, and I don't know if this, you know, what people think about this, but I've been, my son's been cutting grass. I don't want to disclose how old he is because people may think he's too young to, to cut the grass. I thought, you know what? My son's going to cut the grass and, and he's cutting my house and I, he, we don't get anywhere close to anything dangerous. It's flat. He's way out in the open and all that. But I'm telling you, when I saw him cut the grass, he took so much pride and dignity in that and he felt, he felt, it just did so much for him and of course did something for, for me too. And I thought I didn't get many, any money for that. Matter of fact, I paid him to cut the grass because, uh, I'm trying to teach him about money. He, we pay him to do that. And then he has to pay for some of his own activity he does to understand the value of a dollar. And, and I'm thinking that that's what I need to be doing. Now, again, when you start off there, there's sometimes you just got to go crazy. Like when I started, I had three lawn business, all three of them I started, I've, I've worked a side job just to try to make it. So I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody that just started. It's like doing grinding, working. I was delivering driver six days a week, running food to places to try to make it, you know. But once you get past that, you, you do got to tone it down just a little bit or you're going to, you're going to lose all the other things that are important. So for me, I think Keith made a good point. Like, uh, again, I'm, I'm have my Christian views here, but like Sunday, we, I don't do any of that stuff. It's, I don't want to look at, I don't want to look at YouTube. I don't want to even think about customers and all that. That's a day uh, for the Lord, in my opinion. So I, I do that. And that very much helps. I've also tried to take my health a little bit more seriously. I'm not, I mean, I'm not like a gym rat or anything, but I've started investing in my body and and for me investing paul's always on me because i won't buy the five dollar cheese dip at the uh, mexican that no that that was that was sarcasm that well, day right. let me tell the story real quick to keith we're, we're talking and he and you said something along the lines i would never pay five dollars for cheese dip at the mexican restaurant or whatever so then we go out to we go out to the mexican restaurant for lunch and uh your your microphone's down here keith i did that on purpose oh okay so we're at the Mexican restaurant and, and, uh, the wait, waiter comes and he's like, would you guys like any cheese dip? And I want a cheese dip. And I looked over at Jason and he's like, oh, if you want some, go ahead. And I'm like, oh, there ain't no way. I'm going to order it after your rant earlier before we got to the restaurant. Well, I will get a cheese dip occasionally, <laughs> but I, I don't, you know, anyway, point being, I, I wanted that so bad that I cut. I will get Jason one. was buying lunch. He's like, well, it was, well, it's like, and I didn't grow up like super poor, but you know, I always thought you, you can't spend what you don't have I, i've i've just in the last few years had a little bit of financial flexibility where i can get the cheese dip but i'm a big uh i don't forget the, the exact term here keith might know but when you what it's the um what is it like whatever you buy today is is costing you future money that would would have worked you know what i'm saying so if i spend a thousand dollars today what would that thousand dollars be worth 12 years from now in an investment account. So there, there, and there's a term for that, but it's not important. So if I, I've had to understand what's important to me, my, my health again. So I'm, I'm buying supplements and putting stuff in my body and it's actually made me feel a lot better. And I think I'm ultimately more. What productive. supplements are you taking? And again, this isn't legal medical yeah. advice, but. 
Well, I'm take I take vitamin C, vitamin D. I'm taking like fish oil. I take probiotics. The I Now take, brand uh, N O W. I take some of that. I take uh, magnesium. Uh, anyway, just ultimately feel better, have more energy. That's helped me be more productive. But anyway, I, I think uh, those those are, those are some things I'm putting together. But ultimately, having to just consciously make a decision because because used to my mindset shift would be, and this is what I'm trying to do. My mindset was. Uh, I've, I've, I've got to get my video done today. Okay. I've got to get a video done. Well, I think I'm trying to shift my mind to, I've got to spend time with my child today. And, and if I'm going to get that done, and then if I have time, I'll do the video where it used to be the opposite. I mean, I've got to get my video done. And then if I have time, I'm going to spend time with my kids. Well, which ends up not happening because, because, you know, the mindset is it's always like, it's a little bit addictive. You, you know, that what you do makes money and the more you do it, the more money you make. And so it, there's like no end to that. It, it can, I mean, there can be no end to it. So you, you literally have to shut yourself off because that's one of the, the blessings and curses of, of being self-employed. There is no cap on it. I mean, you can work all the time and make more money than if you didn't work. So, uh, you, uh, to me, you have to make a conscious decision to say, I'm, I'm going to prioritize these things. And then I think Brian said he made a good point. Systems and things like that. If I can, if I can outsource things, if I can uh, have other people do it for me and make money, I think that's good. And I mean, still a lot of things. I do a lot of stuff myself just because I don't like dealing with uh, people that much. So, but but it still it can work smarter, not harder, in that sense, that sense too. So those are some of my thoughts. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's conversation with Jason Creel and Keith Kalfas. Now, we're going to have them back on uh, tomorrow's program for part four. You heard that right. And I just had so much fun in Nebraska as uh, B&B Lawn Care, Blake Albertson, uh, Brian Fullerton, Keith Kalfas, Jason Creel, and I got to go to Beatrice, Nebraska. Beatrice, Nebraska. I, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. It's a 13,000 people town uh, in the middle of the cornfields in Nebraska. And that is where Xmark has their uh, world headquarters. And of course, Xmark's part of the Toro company, which is in Minneapolis. But when Toro acquired Xmark in 1997, they basically said, you guys are doing such a phenomenal job. You know, we don't want to get in the way. Just keep doing what you're doing and, and let them be in, in beautiful Nebraska. And so uh, they are creating great commercial mowers. And uh, we get to demo them and and, and uh, hang out with the wonderful, just quality, quality people at Team X Mark um, in Nebraska. So anyway, of course, I, I capitalized on getting to hang around such cool people and brought my podcasting board and uh, just hanging out in the hotel lobby, podcasting away. We got all kind of people watching us. Like <laughs> they think we're uh, I don't know what they think, but there there's a uh, people watching us podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, excellence in broadcasting in Nebraska or something like that. Hey, want to let you guys know uh, when you follow the show, it really means a lot in the algorithm. And so we basically have discovered a lot of folks are listening to the show without actually following the show um, in Apple. Uh, there's three dots on the upper right-hand corner. If you click on that, you can follow the show. Uh, we definitely hope to provide you value uh, in your business and in your life. And uh, one thing that you could do to help support our show is, A, make sure you're following us, and B, uh, writing a, a quick writing and review in the Apple podcast on those uh, carry a lot of weight in the algorithm and, and definitely help build social proof for the show. So we've been going at this since 2018. I started my podcast and uh, Jason Curl 
and Keith Kalfas are just dear friends of mine. So great to chat with them, and I hope to have them back for part four on tomorrow's program. Thanks for listening, and hope to catch you on the next one. Don't miss your chance to level up at the 2023 Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky. From October 17th through 20th, you can explore the best in landscaping and hardscaping across the 1,000 exhibits. Make the most of this event and use my promo code POLL to save a whopping 50% off your registration. Just check out the link in our show notes and let the growth of your business take center stage at the Equip Expo. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.